and then he was like, oh, do you ever come to New York? And I was like, yeah, all the time, which is totally a lie. Um. <laughs> and, like, I gave you, like, extensive notes. I was like, we're not shipping this thing. It's not perfect. Well, you just, you never know when you might need an extra pair of socks. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to ADSP, the podcast, episode 7, recorded on December 26, 2020. My name is Connor, and today with my co-host Bryce, we wrap up our 2020 retro. Top 5, counting down from 5, and uh, we could potentially, well, one of these in particular I mentioned to you could be a whole a whole episode um but yeah i'll just i'll rattle through them and then we can i'm gonna i'm gonna bet that all five of them could be a whole episode but uh, <laughs> uh probably not but we'll, we'll see we'll see so number five was uh cpp con 2020 um definitely uh you know not not the same as you know being able to meet in person but uh cpp con virtual was it was still a lot of fun and we got to virtually meet online i don't think you attended um but there was there was still uh no no i was there i did one panel two panels i was around oh yeah yeah that's right you, that's right you were on uh, a couple of the iso committee panels um yeah i didn't give a talk but uh i did some panels yeah but it was uh it was it was still nice to you know even though we couldn't in person meet virtually meet people so yeah cppcon 2020 was my number 5 uh number 4 was uh the prog iso committee back in february if i'm not mistaken mm-hmm. and specifically you know this is not iso related exactly um but we i don't well so <laughs> this could turn into a long episode again <laughs> i don't i can't recall why um at some point you just like a light bulb went off in your head and you were like we got to make a video um and then we spent a day or two sort of it was primarily at, mostly you mostly you we got to give credit well no so and that's this is actually i meant to bring this question up earlier um was like you mentioned sort of that we we needed to get our combined excitement out into the world you know when was the first time that you had that thought because potentially it was the recording of that video because we would go and like fake interview these people. And, and one of the best moments was when we did it with John Lakos <laughs> and he had just finished his book, his new um, C++, uh, you know, large scale infrastructure uh, or architecture book. And, um, and he had a copy with him and we said, go get your, go get your copy of the book. And so we recorded the little bit of him um, holding his book. And then when we cut it into the, uh, the episode, um, we made it look like he was just sort of constantly plugging his book, which was just yeah. hilarious. The, the idea of the video was it was supposed to be both like, you know, it's supposed to show people like a slice of what the committee meeting was like and commemorate C++ 20, show people what they should be excited about, but also be hilarious. Um, I, I recall that the idea came to me, like, when I was at night, like, when I was sleeping, and, like, I wrote it down, um, on a piece of paper, but I think, I think I felt the, you know, this was the meeting where we finalized C++20, I knew C++20 was going to be very significant, it was going to be the largest revision of C++ since C++11, you know, possibly arguably even larger and um uh i felt 
I always feel that I have a responsibility to help, you know, promote uh, all the great work that we do on C++ and make sure that people know and are excited about what's coming. So I think it was partially that, um, uh, but also partially I wanted to wanted to give people a deeper look into what the committee process was like um, and, you know, build more of a connection between, so that, like regular C++ programmers could see what the committee members were like, what the people who actually make the standard are like. Um, you know, we, we always, we do this Reddit trip report at the, um, at the end of committee meetings. It's something that I started doing a few years ago and it's sort of grown into this thing. And I just sort of felt like this was like a natural extension of that. And like, we should have something special for, uh, for this meeting. And, and like, boy, that was, you know, we didn't realize that was going to be the last committee meeting we were going to have for a while, but it was a really great meeting. It was the largest committee meeting we've had. Um, uh, Hannah and Avast, um, uh, who hosted it, us in Prague, were really great hosts. Yeah, they were fantastic um, hosts. Yeah, but I was I was very happy with how that video came together. That we were it was the night of the reception. Um, uh, they threw a big reception to um, commemorate. Uh, uh, C20 and like uh, I, we'd ha I'd had this idea like a day or two days before the end of the meeting and like we wanted to uh, to show the video to the committee um, but the, the thing I remember most was the last day like the closing plenary we weren't certain whether we wanted to play the video at the end for everybody um, and so we, we we went up to try to play it at the end of the plenary before everybody left and we were trying to hook it up and like we couldn't get the audio working and there was like a two or three minute period where like people were starting to leave and like we couldn't get the audio working and I was like it, I wasn't even sure if we should be playing it there it was just sort of on a hunch that I said we should that somebody else actually I think said to us you should go up and play the video we yeah. were just going to post it online um and it wasn't clear whether we we're going to actually be able to play it and then like the audio started working and we started playing it um, and then like everybody just started paying attention. Everybody came back in and they absolutely loved it. Um, and I was, I was really glad that we were able to, that, that, that worked out that we were able to play it for everybody. Um, because you know, the people who work on the standard, um, it's, it's sometimes it's a very thankless job. Um, but you did an amazing job. It was, uh, like you put that together in <laughs> the span of like 24 hours and I don't think you slept or ate food much, uh, oh, in no, that period of time. I, I ate food and I was wired on caffeine, but yeah, I was, I, At, I was up for like, I think 48 hours, uh, or 24. Yeah. It was, it was a long period of time that I was up for. Yeah. And like, I gave you like extensive notes. I was like, we're not shipping this thing. It's not perfect. <laughs> to be, to, yeah, to really, to really explain, you know, where it's the morning of the final day. And I've, at that point, you know, I've, I've been up for, yeah, I think at least 36 hours without sleep. And I'm wired on like the, whatever the prog version of Coke Zeros are. I don't think they had Coke Zeros. It was like Pepsi or something. Cause I'm not a big coffee drinker. So if I need caffeine, I, I go to like soda, um, and I think I have like a final draft, which has been edited heavily like three times. And so I've sent it to I've sent it to Bryce that morning, and uh, and then he's still I got to got to tweak a couple things. We got to get rid of the, the you know this logo. Um, and so yes, it's uh, 
you got a lot of credits on the executive producer, executive editor, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. We'll, we'll link it in the, in the show notes for those that haven't yeah. seen, but yes, it was. And then afterwards we had a bet, uh, and I don't remember the specifics of the bet, but we had some crazy bet on how many views the video would get, was going to get. And then I, I had a hedge on the bet where I had a, sep- a separate bet with another person about how few videos the views the video would get. Um, I think the bet involved you buying, uh, like whoever won the bet between me and you had to take the other one to a very fancy sushi restaurant in San Francisco. Uh, and I recall that I lost that bet and I still owe you that like that very expensive sushi dinner. Yeah, it got, I can't remember the, the video got, in the in the time slot that we had set the bet for, I think it got like twenty or thirty thousand views. But uh, I think the bet was that it had to be at the time my most viewed video, which was like sixty thousand views or something like that. So it came close, yeah. but uh, it did not it did not make the cut, which was is fine for me. I get some free sushi. Yeah, it was. It was but a there, there was there was. <laughs> There was some combination of the bet out of the of the outcome of the multiple bets that involved me having a, having to uh, get a mohawk, and I was just glad that that, that outcome did not happen. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so that was that was number four. All right, we got I said I was going to lightning uh, lightning round these, and and uh, have not been lightning rounding them. So uh, yeah, number five was CPPCon twenty twenty. Number four was the Prague and the the filming and sort of editing of that video and and getting to interview folks. That was that was a lot of fun. Uh, number three is starting this podcast. I don't think we have to say much about that. This has been a blast. Um, it would probably be higher on the list if we had more than five or six episodes. Uh, but yeah, this is sort of, we just started at this tail end of the year. Number two, this is the one that I really think could be a a whole episode. Um, before, um, COVID had really taken off, uh, at the end of February, this was the last time I did anything. I had booked a flight down to New York, and I spent uh, two or three days with Arthur Whitney, who is probably a name you've never heard of, and a name that many listeners of this podcast have never heard of. Uh, Arthur Whitney is uh, Kenneth Iverson's protege, um, which is like enter the whole other podcast. So Kenneth Iverson, for those uh, that have not remembered from the past episodes, is the inventor of APL and the creator of APL. And uh, he had a protege that went on to invent a language called K. And there's been uh, eight different versions of that. Uh, and then K spawned sort of two other languages. The most recent version of it is Shakti. And then um, Q is a descendant of K, tech specifically from K4. I had sent him an email about uh, having a phone call to chat. And then he was like, oh, do you ever come to New York? And I was like, yeah, all the time, which is totally a lie. Um, <laughs> and then I spent a couple days, um, yeah, uh, not, not you know, for eight hours a day chatting with him, but we had dinner and, and we talked a few times. And um, his story is, is absolutely phenomenal and will be a part of the, the APL talk that I give in the future. And uh, the number one is uh, starting the Programming Languages Virtual Meetup um, that I started back in uh, May as sort of something to give myself to do and also to hold myself accountable when reading books and stuff. And we've been working our way through the structure and interpretation of computer programs. uh, And that has just been, it's been a blast the same way that this podcast has. Uh, There's a core group of individuals that we meet on Mondays and we're at the tail end of uh, 
chapter we're on chapter 5.3 and it goes to 5.5 so we're almost done and um yeah meeting with that group of folks just like virtually in the pandemic has been awesome um because yeah we, we don't really get to go to meetups in person anymore um so it's nice to be able to chat with folks virtually and uh and yeah that's my that's my top five list <laughs> Didn't you also uh, didn't you also start at Nvidia this year? When did you start at Nvidia? I started. So that's the thing. I actually there was a couple things that I was like, oh, that's top of the list for sure. And then um, I realized that that was that those things happened in 2019. So I started in Nvidia in October 2019. Okay. We yeah. we could do well. So the one thing that I thought, oh yeah, that's number one for sure. And then realized it was uh, 2019 was our. Um, belfast dinner which i'm sure you have very oh memories. i remember that that will that, for, that will forever be like one of my career and life highlights um good times yeah that was it was a that di- whole that whole the whole fall of 2019 where we spent more time at conferences than we did at like our home that was good that was a good uh that was a good period yeah Fun, fun trivia fact so on the on our like little banner photo on our uh twitter profile uh is uh now there's a photo of us at the scrabble game um but the original photo which is still there off to the side is a picture of bryce and i under oh i'm not gonna remember the park off the top of my head my my sister will be disappointed but she doesn't listen to this podcast so that's fine um we were at a park in dublin uh because bryce and i well i had gone to visit my sister who lives in dublin one of my three sisters that lives in dublin (laughs) and i went to help (laughs) and bryce (laughs) invited himself and uh and then we went to this park and uh we we saw some deer and uh (laughs) bryce brought extra shoes and socks because apparently that's what bryce does and uh (laughs) i did not (laughs) i brought extra shoes and shoes and socks and you did not, and whose feet were very cold on the bus ride back to Belfast? Mine were. Um, I just, you just, I just remember walking through like this marshy park, and then afterwards you just whip out this new pair of socks and shit. I'm just like, who, who does this? Well, you just, you never know when you might need an extra pair of socks. <laughs> <laughs> Got to learn to travel. Oh. Yeah, let's see, my. Uh... My top, well, okay, I got a list. It's unordered, and it may or may not be five things. Um, so, obviously, you know, pretty high up there is the fact that we published C plus plus twenty, which is, uh, I'm gonna say the the most impactful revision of C plus plus and C plus plus eleven at least. Um, so we we finalized it at the Prague meeting in February and then it went through all the various stages of publication and it was officially published by ISO like a week or so ago. Um, and there's some other C++ things. So at the Prague meeting, um, uh, Titus Winters, who had been the library evolution chair on the C++ committee, that library evolution is basically the library design group, um, he, uh, he stepped down and um, I became the new library evolution chair. Um, and <laughs> it was an interesting time to take on the job because there, we, we had this plan for where there was going to be a transition period and then that all got scrapped by the fact that the pandemic hit and we didn't have a summer meeting or a fall meeting. Um, so it was sort of a trial by fire. 
Um, and I'm very, very grateful that uh, Herb Sutter had the wisdom to suggest that, um, you know, maybe chairing shouldn't just be, a, a, you know, a one person thing. And so he suggested, um, well, you should have a you should have a, a co uh, a co chair, um, a vice chair, um, Fabio. And then um, I sort of took that to the extreme where I recruited another vice chair. And then um, uh, I brought on some other people to help. And so now we have this whole like library evolution leadership leadership team, which is great because we get to spread the load, um, makes us a lot more effective. So I've been very, I think that's the best thing that um, that we've done in library evolution has been this notion of not just having one person in charge, but having a leadership team. And um, there were also some exciting stuff that we did at NVIDIA. So um, we launched the NVIDIA HPC SDK, which um, I work on. Um, we launched NVC++, which is our new C++ compiler that uh, uh, has some very cool features like uh, GPU accelerated C++ parallel algorithms. Um, it's, kind of, it's kind of funny. Um, uh, before I was at NVIDIA, I was at Lawrence Berkeley National Lab, and one of the main things I was working on there was getting the C++ parallel algorithms into C++. And so I was working on writing the spec, and um, uh, then I left Lawrence, and then the spec got in, then I left Lawrence Berkeley, and I went to NVIDIA, where my like first job was like, hey, go implement this spec. <laughs> so I, I got to write the spec, I then got, to, I got paid to, to implement and um, my team also shipped our uh, our heterogeneous C++ standard library this year, the first release of that. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Oh, and we 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 uh, we you know my my team sort of like doubled in size, which has uh, been pretty exciting. We've hired some pretty awesome people. Um, we've now got a really great team working on all of our all of our open source libraries. Um, and I'm really proud of all the work they're doing. Yeah, NVIDIA is, um, we sort of have alluded to this before on past episodes, but we uh, more and more are headed in the direction of um, becoming an open source company, which, as you have remarked, is not historically uh, what NVIDIA is known for. Um, yeah, but uh, but you and I both work at parts of the company where we pretty much exclusively work on open source stuff. Yeah, which is, I absolutely love it. Um, I mean... There's many, many reasons it's awesome, but one of the one of the reasons is I can just I can talk about everything I do. Like I mean, you can go and look at my commits <laughs> and what I do for yeah. work and what I get paid for. Um, so if if I wanted to start, you know, if I wanted to start Twitch streaming, uh, my 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 day job, I technically <laughs> could do that. I'm not sure how my picks would feel about it. Um, <laughs> but if I wanted to become, uh, you know, a Twitch streamer, um, and just you know stream my work. Uh, I think that would be totally okay. Um, well, don't worry. N- none, none of your picks have enough time to have listened through to the end <laughs> of this episode. <laughs> That's true. They've got much better things to do. Yeah. All right. All of that being said. So, so what, what, are you, what are you excited about for next year? What are you looking forward to in uh, 2021? 2021. Well, I have a document, a uh, uh, sort of goals of document. Of course you do. Of course um, you do. And I, there's a section within my my document of broad categories, uh, which has seven bullet points uh, or six. Um, some of them can't be talked about, um, 
But yes, yeah, so Meetup is one of them to continue to do that. So we're, we're wrapping up structure and interpretation of computer programs, and we'll either be starting uh, Concepts and Techniques, uh, or CTM, whatever that stands for, Concepts, Techniques of uh, Modeling for Computer Programs. Um, then, uh, obviously, you know, my, my day job is, is awesome and going to be continuing to work on, uh, QDF, which is the GPU version of pandas, which is, um, it's honestly, it's the story of how I sort of landed there quasi thanks to you. Um, and then how I have post landing at, on this team at NVIDIA have fallen in love with APL, um, it is it's it's a it is a very very fortuitous uh, thing. Um, I won't go into the details, but basically, QDF uh, and pandas are essentially descendants of APL. It's not many people are aware of that, but APL uh, APL one of the children languages is J. J influenced uh, Wes McKinney when he was at AQR, who is the author of pandas, and then pandas has basically inspired QDF. Um, so these, it all leads back to, everything leads back to APL. Um, <laughs> take a shot at eggnog. Um, and then, yeah, uh, this podcast, there's a bunch of pro- uh, projects that I want to work on. Um, talks are going to, I'm probably going to try and give less talks this year because uh, it took up a no, lot. That's funny. I'm probably going to give more talks this year. I didn't give a lot of talks this year. I was like, you know what? I'm at home, pandemic. I can be a little bit lazy. Yeah, I was... I gave a lot of talks last year. Um, and also, too, a lot of, like, unique talks, meaning I didn't give the same talk uh, repeatedly, which probably would have been... would have saved me... Um, wouldn't have caused as much work. It was awesome, but I think I'm, a, I'm just a little burnt out on, on giving talks. Um, and I'm sure that'll change in two weeks and then I'll want to give another one. And then also, yeah, ISO C++, uh, ranges, um, involved there. Um, and then potentially, yeah, depending on, on what's getting prioritized, there could be some other ISO C++ stuff. So, um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. What are you, what are you excited about? Um, I think the things that I'm most excited about, I can't, I can't say anything about for the next, uh, two to three months, but, um, uh, I'm going to be, I'm going to be giving some talks, announcing some exciting stuff at NVIDIA's conference this year. Um, but, uh, in terms of things that I can talk about, um, uh, this is sort of the year where we'll finalize features for C plus plus twenty three. Um, now that sounds maybe a little surprising because like isn't twenty three a few years away? But you know we, we have to do all of the design work um, uh, pretty early on the major features so that we can then work out all the bugs. So by the end of this year, you know it'll be the end of twenty twenty one. And uh, we want to have all of the major features together because sometime in, in uh, 2022, um, we want to send out a committee draft of the standard where we can get uh, a bunch of uh, feedback and, and identify any bugs in it. Um, so we really need to, by the end of this year, by this time next year, have finalized all of the major library features 
Um, the two big ones that we're working on are C++ executors, which is an abstraction um, for uh, uh, expressing um, parallel for expressing um, parallel work to be executed um, and dependencies and uh, chains and graphs of work um, and separating that away from what particular type of resource is going to run that work. Um, and then the other um, uh, big thing that's in the pipeline is um, the C++ networking proposal. Um, and then we also have a goal of trying to come up with a, uh, a plan for what a modular standard library will look like and landing library support for coroutines. Um, I'm not certain that we'll be able to achieve all those goals. Um, you know, COVID has slowed down um, our progress a bit, but um, I'm... I'm fairly hopeful that we'll be able to at least land executors, and if not landed in 23, that we'll be able to put out um, at the very least a technical specification in uh, 2022 or 2023. Um, so I think that's that's probably the work that I'm most excited about in the the, the standards world for the next year. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that's I think that's pretty much it. Um, there's some there's some other things, but uh, as I said, I can't. Yeah. I can't spoil the secret quite yet. There's, there's a, uh, yeah, several things we can't talk about. Um, but in in the future, all will be revealed, and uh, yeah, it's a it's an exciting time. Um, you know, in the in the midst of working remotely and um, not being able to meet in person, it's still <laughs> awesome that you know there's great work being done. You know, on our day to day jobs at Nvidia, but also sort of. Uh, in the broader scope of C++ and the ISO committee. And then also whether it's meetups or podcasts, a lot of podcasts that are coming out. I don't know what happened, um, but now there's been, well, we started a podcast and everybody wanted to, you know, be like us. So. <laughs> Can we say that we weren't actually technically, I think uh, too much to your JF, JF retroact JF and Chris retroactively um, uh, copied our idea. How did they do that? <laughs> time travel. Time travel. So they, yeah. the only, the only way that they got their episode out first uh, was because of time travel. That's correct. That's correct. I see. So we were the first of the new podcasts. Um, that is, that is right. Ah, well, that see, right. and like I said, I learned something every episode. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll link the. Uh, so for those that don't know, so there's uh, JF and Chris's podcast, TLB Hit. Um, NDR, No Diagnostic Required, is a new uh, C++ news-focused podcast. Um, I didn't even know about that one. I learned something new. Yeah, yeah. So there's, there's <laughs> who's, now... Who's running that one? That's um, Anastasia Kosakava. Kosakava? I'm probably pronouncing yeah, that yeah. name, the last name incorrectly. Um, and then uh, Phil Nash of JetBrains. So it's one of the JetBrains yeah. podcasts. They have a bunch of them. Jet I got to give JetBrains a shout-out. Um, uh, I was recently... I needed to answer a question about like the the C plus uh, plus community. It was it was about like what what build systems and IDEs are popular, and um, I was able to use the JetBrains developer ecosystem survey to like 
get that answer for like the past like three or four years. Like they they do JetBrains does every year this um, very impressive and like professionally done survey of. Uh, developer ecosystems in the C++ community, and then they, like, publish all the results. Like, they could just have chosen not to do that um, and just been like, yeah, we'll pay this money, we'll put the survey together, and then we'll just, you know, we're not going to share it with anybody because why would we? It's, like, this thing that we spent resources on. But, no, they, like, publish it, which I think is super awesome. Uh, So big shout-out to JetBrains for that. The survey is, um, it's called the JetBrains Developer Ecosystem Survey, and uh, I think it's got some really useful data in it. Not only do they publish all the data, they also publish their methodology. Um, and, you know, it's very clear that, that, that they didn't just have somebody go and throw together a survey monkey survey and distribute it to a bunch of people. Like, they put some thought into this. Yeah, well, I'll definitely link that uh, in the show notes as well. So, so yeah, I, th- I think now technically there are, at least on my radar, three C++ specific. There's the CppCast, CppChat, and NDR. And then there's now this like second layer of like uh, developers in the C++ ecosystem that have launched their different flavors of podcasts, which is TLB it, Hit, uh, our podcast, um, and now uh, uh, the new podcast that I just listened to, the episode zero last night, um, was uh, the Two's Compliment podcast, which is hosted by Matt Gobalt of Compiler Explorer and um, an individual who I was not familiar with, Ben Rady, who I think has given a bunch of, uh, at least it sounds like from episode zero, a bunch of uh, talks on testing. Um, and there's, I can't actually tell what their, the theme of their website is like uh, game development, um, sort of looks like a retro yeah. arcade. Uh, but their whole first episode was on testing, so I'm I'm not sure if it's going to be sort of random musings like ours is, where it's just them talking about whatever they want, uh, or if it's going to be game focused. But um, I mean, I love podcasts, so the more podcasts, the better, the, yeah. the merrier. It kind of kind of reminds me of like you know a few years ago there were just like two C plus plus conferences, C plus plus now. Oh, sorry, three C plus plus conferences, C plus plus now, CPP con, and meeting C plus plus. And then suddenly there was an explosion. Same things happening with podcasts. Yeah, it's it's there's there's another thing to be very um, very grateful for. Uh, you know, in our 2020 retro slash Fortran episode, um, is that as C plus plus developers, we are absolutely um, spoiled with uh, content in the form of conference talks and podcasts like uh as much as i am an apl fan um there is not a cornucopia of like apl talks and podcasts that i can go listen to and like pick my favorite um there's not even a single apl podcast um and there there is an apl uh youtube channel with talks from um the dialogue conference that happens once a year um, but like, you know, even, even for a language like Rust, I think there's like a handful of Rust conferences and they typically only last like one or two days. Um, whereas C++ has, you know, multiple week long conferences, um, and just like more content than you know what to do with. So as a, as a C++ Fortran developer, has a conference now. Yeah. Fortran had a conference that, uh, uh, it, that this was their inaugural year, although not a... <laughs> Not a great year for, to start for an inaugural uh, conference, but uh, what are you going to do? It's called Fortran Con. Yeah, I saw that was uh, uh, in the, we'll add this to the show notes as well, but in the um, on their GitHub page, they have a, uh, a repo called Talks um, yeah. with all of the slides and talk links linked. So um, 
yeah, if you if you find yourself bored um, and you're interested in either C++ or Fortran or any language, there's tons of content online. And that's where we'll end this episode. Thanks for listening, and we hope you have a great day.